Hello, welcome to the Think Generation Wealth Podcast, episode number 58, and I am your host, Amir Estimo. In today's episode, I just want to do a refresher episode where we talk about five factors that affect your personal credit and how can you improve your credit score. So this will be a relatively short episode. But because just want to be more of a refresher as we're going into the new year of 2022, maybe as a whole, we can, if not, if not done so, maybe this could be a year where your personal finance increases, whether, you know, as we see, we're coming out of COVID and there's a, a lot changing. There's a change right now in the economy. And right now, I think it's a great opportunity for us, especially as millennials talking to you, that we have a great opportunity to become the forefront of the next generation when it comes to wealth building. So we have a great opportunity. So for me, um, I want to really focus. That's one thing for me I would like to work on for myself is to really Work on growing personal finance. So be able to, whether it's saving, investing, and just being able to grow wealth. I know that's cliche, but at the same time, it's always a good reminder. So let's jump into the episode. So episode, so basically, you have your credit score. Your credit score is, there's five factors that determines your credit score. So number one, which is the highest percentage, which is 35% of that is your payment history. Now, your payment history, before I really get into that, uh, I will actually, I'm using this basically FICO score, but this is um, in a nutshell, just to have a, just to have a refresher again. So what is your FICO score? Your FICO score is calculated using many different pieces of credit data in your credit report. So these, this is how a lender feel comfortable. That's how you obtain a car loan, home loan, even life insurance to even get life insurance. Uh, if you want to build wealth, that's another factor to focus on is improving your credit score. So that's that will determine how much money you save any kind of loan that you get approved for again house car and so on even insurance sometimes run your credit auto insurance run your credit score now you have five categories your payment history which is 35 percent amounts owed which is 30 percent length of credit history which is 15 percent New credit, which is 10%, and credit mix, which is 10%, which is one of the lowest, the, the lower ones. But let's start with your payment history. So your payment history, and you can check this out on myfico.com, but your payment history is 35%. So what is your payment history? Your payment history is basically making your payments on time. So whatever... We don't even think about it, but when we have credit cards, credit cards are basically used to be able to fund a transaction. You may not have that money, 
right then and there. So you're leveraging credit, other people's money to make a purchase. And it could be as small as a candy in a gas station to as big as whatever you determine. Um, I've even bought auto loan. I bought a car before on personal credit card. So you can do that. And a good, the good thing about credit cards, having good credit is you obtain the lowest interest and your opportunities to borrow money is, is opened even more when you have great credit. So that's why 35% of your history, that's imperative because you got to make sure to push that number as much as 100%. Because when a lender sees your credit score in the open, whether it's FICO, TransUnion, however, whoever they use, that's what they're going to use. They're going to look at, say, okay, this person has 100% payment history. That means they've always paid, whether they have an auto loan, mortgage, uh, with credit cards, whatever it is, you've always made payments. So you're responsible. So that's 35%. That will open up some avenues for you when you have a great payment history. And a good thing, what really even helps that even more is when you have great payment history with an auto loan, car, uh, home loan, let's say it's your credit cards. If you have 100% payment history, you are in great shape. Now, 30% is amount owed. Rule of thumb, do not use more than 10%. Do not leverage more than 10% of your credit. Meaning, if you have a credit card that has a $1,000 limit, you cannot use... Okay, okay, Hayden, shh, stop it. Okay. Sorry for the interruption. But anywho, so you have your credit, you have a thousand dollars. You don't want to use no more than $100, which is 10% of that. Because once you get into, if you start hitting that, let's say 30%, which means you're using $300 of that. Now the lenders are looking at you and saying, man, is this person, can I trust this person? Are they already over leveraging? Which shows that maybe you're over leveraging using too much of your credits to fund your lifestyle. And when that starts happening, Lenders realize that, can we trust this person? So when you have your credit, your amounts owed, you want to keep that less than 10%. Okay, so that's a, that's a, that's 30% of your score. Now, 15%, which is your length of credit history, that just focuses on how long you've had certain accounts. You don't want to close any credit cards. Any account that you've had probably five plus years, you do not want to close because what that does is then it increases your credit utilization and then that factors into 
your payment that factors into your length of history which means let's say you had a credit account you had 10 years you had another one for five years and that's which means now you that's an average of what 7.5 years but if you if you close the account that's 10 years now your credit your average your length of credit history becomes five years because now you lost that you lost that history which that also factors into your payment history because the, the big thing about it is you want to make sure you are keeping these accounts, whether it's credit cards, you want to keep them to keep on reporting. So even if you left a small balance, 20, 50 bucks, whatever, even a subscription, you can just automate that. Then your credit score really doesn't, that doesn't, that keeps them reporting. And that's what you need. Sometimes the company that you have, whether it's a credit card, they may even help, they may even increase your credit limits, which is what you need because the higher your credit limits, the more credit limits you have that are high, that decreases your credit utilization. So what you want to stay under 10%. Your length of credit history, so you want to keep them reporting even if you even if you put a subscription on it, most credit cards these days you're either earning one percent cash back, or you're earning one-time points. Whatever that is, you're earning points, and who knows? You could probably use that money to take your family, go on a date with your wife, if you're married, single, whatever that is. You want to just keep them to reporting, which you need your credit, your length of credit history. Ten percent is your new credit mix so you want to make sure you're not just opening a whole bunch of credit cards because at a time because what that does is is if you keep opening a whole bunch of credit cards at a time you're going to eventually the lenders are going to start looking at it whoever let's say you apply for american express discover and then down the road you apply for a chase they're gonna okay why is this person applying for so many credit cards within so many so little time so at some point you just want to be able to record. You just want to be able to re, uh, apply for credit cards that you know there's going to be a big benefit. Other than that, if you're like maybe it's a, there's an introduction. Most of these credit card companies have introduction bonus points that you can you can sign up. Unless it's something like that to that nature, and you just want to make sure too if you're doing that, you're just not you're not repeating basically the same cards. That's one thing I've had to notice about when it comes to credit cards. You want to be able to have it as diverse as possible. You don't want to have a credit card where you're earning 3% cash back on, let's say, dining services, and then you have another credit card that does pretty much the same thing. Unless you're just rotating it out and you're responsible, you don't want to just be opening credit cards just to open credit cards because those are inquiries and sometimes they're hard inquiries. And they're soft inquiries. And sometimes a lot of these lenders, unless you already have a relationship, let's say a Chase American Express, a lot of these lenders are already, they're, they are already, when it comes to, the, a lot of these lenders, folks, they already have, like if you have a good relationship, let's say with an American Express or a Chase, it's easy because you already have established a relationship with them when it comes to being a responsible borrower. So it's easier to 
to get the credit card, let's say a new credit card or even a credit limit, it's probably even best to just go increase your credit limit. That's even better because the more you're doing that, you're establishing that relationship with that vendor. Again, you have to be you have to be very disciplined. You cannot if you you have financial trouble. I I do not recommend you getting it credit cards because that's only going to further your your financial destruction. You want to be able to be very responsible when it comes to new credit. Again, you don't really need to apply for a lot of credit cards. I I would say for me, maybe one to two a year. If not, just work on increasing your credit limits, which your current establish that relationship. And in credit mix, you want to be able to have variety of loans. You just don't want to have all your loans in one basket, meaning just being in credit cards. You want to be able to have an auto loan, if so, mortgage, student loans, credit cards. You want to lenders want to be able to see that you can be able to manage multiple different loans and still be responsible. So I just wanted to go over those five factors. Now, how can you improve your credit score? I would say for me, automate, 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 automate. Set your bills on automation so they can drive out of your account. It's a set and forget it. Now, if you're coming to a point where at the end of, let's say during that pay period, if you're working a nine to five like me or you're an entrepreneur, however that is, you want to be able to know, okay, I got to know, I got to leave enough money for me to live and to survive and pay my bills. So you don't just, you want to be able to automate that because you want that to be as easy as possible, quick and easy. Now, automation, I highly recommend that. I also recommend looking at your credit score. Keep your credit utilization under 10%. Make your payments on time and check your credit and check your credit report. If you have a relationship with Chase American Express, Discover does this too. All these major credit card companies, they if you have relationships with them with credit cards or even your bank, they can give you your credit report. View your credit report. Now, I don't know when it comes to bank, how often they'll do that for you. So I don't know. But when it comes, I know I have a relationship with Chase in America. You can get that pretty regularly. Look at your credit score. Look at, make sure there's nothing suspicious going on. You don't recognize like an address, like a, uh, maybe a, a credit, you see a, a credit report that you don't even recognize. It's good, especially these days where online, where everything is online, passwords are being stored. There's hackers, everything, all these major companies that are getting hacked. You want to be able to make sure you're keeping up with your credit score, that it does not fall between the cracks. Keep up with it as often. Set up a reminder, put it on your calendar, put a reminder, say, check my credit score. Maybe check it once or twice a month. Because, again, we don't know. We live in a day and age where people are stealing people's information. You want to be as thorough as possible with that. Have those relationships with those banks. They will, or even sign up for a subscription. You can use Identity Cube. I will drop a affiliate link at the bottom in the podcast notes if you want to use that. You can sign up for uh, Identity Cube. Sign up for some service where it's monitoring your credit. Uh, so if there's anything suspicious going on, you can get an alert. You can go right in and check for it. Again, that's my that's my that's my I would say <laughs> opinion. But you know everybody else has theirs. Check your credit score. 
pay your bills on time. Those are the key thing. Use the less credit. Just because they give you $10,000 doesn't mean you need to use $10,000. They give you $10,000, say, you know what? I just probably need $200 of this, $500 of this. That's all you need. Maybe you're just paying your bills on there. And then all of a sudden, you're just making those payments on time. For me, I set a time every week. I go in there and say, okay, this is the time I'm going to go and pay these bills. I try to keep myself within the budget. I say, look at my budget say, okay, I know between bills and this and food and family and maybe activities, it may cost, I'm just throwing a number out there, $1,000. Now, that $1,000, you can probably... You could probably put that on your credit card, earn you some some points, some cashback points. I I did this last earlier this year, sometime in August. Took my family, we went to Destin, Florida. Paid all be almost the trip was paid with cashback points, and I would say probably a good eighty to ninety percent of that. And the reason that I, it wasn't probably even hundred percent is because I just started doing that and started realize use a credit card like a debit card. Use it like that. Don't go in there and start spending money you don't have to pay people back and then go and ruin your credit. I've been there, done that. It's not a great experience. It's so different because when I started my credit card, repaired my credit, I was about, I went to, I was like a 560, getting charged 10% interest on a car loan. That's not bad, but now I'm my credit score is past that. I've went on and, and really improved my credit score and it's all because of these things I started implementing automation so you don't have to worry about set it forget it put your bills if it's some bills that if they're not charging you these outrageous fees put it on your credit card subscription as much as anything you can think of put it on there put yourself a budget and pay it now if you're going to make extra pay you're going to buy stuff whether it's grocery this and that Earn yourself some points and can be able to use that to maybe take your family out. So thank you very much, guys. Just wanted to share this with you. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this episode. Thank you for everyone that takes the time to download this episode. Hopefully this is a value to you. I do appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me at ThinkGenWealth Instagram. You can email me at amir.estimo at ThinkGenWealth. Please rate and review the podcast. I would love to hear the feedback, whether it's good or bad. It's only going to help me get better. It's only going to, that's the only way this is going to happen. You can only get better. You need critics to make you get better. Critics are supposed to make you, that's what they're supposed to do. Because if you don't have, think about it, if Michael Jordan never got criticized, how would he ever went on to win six championships? Tom Brady never got criticized. How would he go on to win seven championships and be the GOAT in their sports? It wouldn't happen if he didn't have critics. Because critics see things maybe in your game that you can improve. And it's only now people coming in and just really start hating. That's totally different. But if someone's coming really from a place of, hey, I enjoy your content, but I just want you to get better here. I appreciate it. Trust me, I do. And it's only going to make me get better. Okay, until next week. What should everybody be doing? Let's think that generational well. See you guys next week.